Welcome, people. Yes, yes, yes. Another week of Nuts What You Think. Nuts What You Think. How you doing, Mr. H? I ain't seen you for a minute. I know. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. How are you, Mr. V? I'm not too bad. You had a good week? Yeah, I've been relaxing. Uh, just wait to start a new job. Ah, yeah. so you've been chilling. I love that bit in between when you finish your old job <laughs> yeah. and you start a new yeah. job and you got that little bit of holiday. That a little you can bit just... of extra time. Just and you're still relax. getting paid. Yeah, <laughs> just to relax and just to wind down and, you know, get my head into the right space for this new job so, oh, yeah. good 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 well i right. wish you all the best with it man how about yourself yeah man it's been it's been okay um challenging week at work okay you know challenging up you know some people might know that i work with some of the most challenging young people um and at times we have to we have to ensure that they're safe which means we do get physical at times yeah but I'm getting old, man, and I started pulling muscles and oh, like my, my neck and my shoulder. You know, I, I had to get a rub down before I came here because some that ibuprofen, ibuprofen rub. Ibu, yeah, ibuprofen. Yeah, the heat rub. Yeah, thing. yeah, works, I know what you mean. Hey, it works straight away. It's, it's brilliant. You have to start working out again. You know, pull I do, ups. You know, I do. Pull ups. You're right. I've I've not worked out for a whole year. Yeah. Um. But yeah, pull ups help you. Your neck. your neck and sit-ups all right I'm, I'm gonna have to start. i've been thinking that and i do have to start working out again but yeah anyway we have another guest with us this week yep yep you know what i wanted this brother to be the first guest when we first started you i know, know i know i remember you saying oh yeah we're gonna try and get him on and then yeah things yeah. things happen things happen yeah. life happens doesn't it <laughs> one thing or another but eventually is here and i know he has a hell of a story to tell nottingham people let me introduce him first <clears throat> I first met Kieran when he was a young adult back in the early 2000s. He, he performed an anti-bullying play that I devised for young people. Roll forward some 12 or 15 years later, Kieran has achieved so much and given so much back to Nottingham community. He's the founding director of the organization Helping Kids Achieve. He manages three basketball teams, provides young people between the ages of five and 17, I'd even say 18, a safe place to learn through sports, delivers education and mentoring. In 2019, Kieran won the BBC Get Inspired Unsung Hero Award and is now a leading figure and a pillar of, of the Nottingham community. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome of HKA, Helping Kids Achieve, Kieran Thompson. Hello, hello, hello. Yes, yes, yes. You have to speak up, Kieran, so that yeah, the mic yeah. picks you up all right. All right. How you doing, sir? I'm all good, thank you. I'm all good. Just yeah. very busy, you know, like, these being out there in the community and supporting these young people and obviously like having a little family now so yeah, yeah you're you're you got a family now which is nice man and yeah. uh, i'll speak more about that later and i'll speak more about kind of what you're doing in the community you never stop do you no nah, um even when i want to sometimes like i just can't you know what i mean it's uh yeah I, it, it, I, I love what i do you know what i mean and like the passion is there to just to help as much young people as possible yeah so. you know i mean i know you only finished like an hour before you finished doing what you're doing an hour before you come on this show and yeah. now you're here yeah exactly. did you miss it see you um, <laughs> no, she don't. Like, um, yeah. Does she like it that way, though? No, she don't. 
she's always telling me how to do too much. Okay. But, but yeah, um, yeah, obviously, like it's just finding that time, isn't it? You know what I mean? To balance out like the home family, life home and the work life. life, work life yeah. You know what I mean? You're but, gonna have to take a holiday or go somewhere, man. Take yeah. it to Wales or somewhere. Or... For real. If you can abroad. <laughs> so, um, so what, what was happening today? What did you do today? Yeah, so today, man, um, was nice, nice little Sunday. Um, spent it with obviously with the kids in the morning and then in the afternoon. Um, our kid, our under 12s had a game. Um, so a game, what, what are we talking about? Yeah, so talking about been, football, basketball, no, hockey. basketball, basketball. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so our under 12s had a basketball game, um, and yeah, they did really well. Like they they drew um, in a very close game where we were down most of the game, but brought it back to have a draw. Um, what was the score in the end? Thirty-four, thirty-four. Is it? Yeah, that close. Who who was it against? Um, so we were playing Melton Kings. Melton. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Melton Kings. Yeah. Okay, yeah. they're a decent team as well. I know Melton Kings. Yeah, they are. Yeah. I thought you said Milton Kings. Oh, I thought you said Milton Kings. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's a yeah, distance, that's man. Oh, oh, they they far. Far. Well, Melton's yeah. quite a distance as well, yeah. though, isn't it? Leicestershire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Speaking of Leicestershire, today... Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Nottingham Forest beat Leicester 4-1. So this is the day when Nottingham Forest beat Leicester 4-1 in the yeah. FA Cup. What a match it was. Mm. So <laughs> <laughs> we won't speak too much, I know. I know somebody in the room's from Leicester even though they've lived in Nottingham a long time. Uh, so, Kieran. Yes. Before we get into kind of everything you do, and mm-hmm. what you do we're going to rewind. This is what we like to do with a lot of our, um, yes. lot of our guests. Okay. We'll just rewind. So, where did life start for you? Where did you grow up? And what, what was it? Was yeah. So, life started for me um, back in 1988. Um my mom had me when she was 15 so she was a young mom okay um okay. yeah growing up in radford um at, at the time like my mom was in cambridge court flats for those that know where that was um obviously they've been knocked down now um but yeah that was born in there um and ran obviously in in the 80s and early 90s for especially for like a, a young single mom growing up in basically the hood back in the day you know i mean it was very it was very hard for her you know what i mean because like you don't have a lot of that the benefits that you have now you know what i mean so like it was it, it was a struggle and so did she did she live with her parents when you were born or did she like kind of yeah so she, she lived with my grandma for for a while mm. but then um she went to go and like live in like mother and baby units okay. and like went to live with friends and stuff. So like we would literally like share cots with like other other babies or yeah. like makeshift back in them days like you would make makeshift cots out of like the the, the drawers and, and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That, that. So yeah, it was yeah. that kind of thing. You know what I mean? But yeah, man. Um, but obviously, and here today went. So obviously, went to school in Radford. Then you went to school in Radford. Yeah. So that was a Douglas Primary School. Um, we did some work at Douglas, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, prime time. Yeah, where is Douglas Lenton or where, where is no, Douglas again? So that's on Ilkeston Road. 
Douglas. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's kind, kind of up that side yeah. street, isn't it? It's quite a big building. Yeah. So what was that like? What was primary school like? Oh, um, primary school, man. Like, it had, had its ups and downs. It was a very multicultural school, I'll tell you that. Um, like, being a, if a white kid was in the school, they were a minority, you know what I mean? Because like, there were so many, like... So there's more people of colour there? Yeah, a yeah. lot of people of colour yeah how did that suit you what what was that like for you? Uh, that was a really... I mean obviously that's normal for if that's all you know but yeah that was but like I feel like it was like a real nice experience of like just being around a lot of people with um different ethnicities and religions and cultures you know what I mean you got to respect a lot of these cultures and ethnicities from very early, mm. you know what I mean? Um, maybe a lot of kids that don't experience like the school, like they kind of have a different kind of mentality, you know? Um, so yeah, having that experience from very young was, was really good. Um, I think like in hindsight, looking back now. Um, Were the teachers, um, did the teachers represent? Yes, they did. Like, did you have teachers of colour as well or was it yeah yeah, yeah. a lot of uh, teachers of colour um obviously we had um a few white teachers as well but like my teachers they were great you know really? I mean yeah yeah it was a re it was a really nice school you know I mean um I mean I still did have my difficulties in in primary school um it's like I was I was I was a big kid um when I was when I was younger well, like taller than everyone or something. Taller and just bigger than everybody. You know, okay. I mean, yeah. Attracting attention. Yeah, yeah. So then, like, I'd get into like a lot of fights and stuff with that. Like, well, the kids would want older to try kids. and test yeah, me. Older yeah, kids. Yeah, oh, the kids. Yeah, I bet he can beat you up. Yeah, he said yeah, this. Yeah, I can't yeah. imagine you fighting because you got such a good temperament. You know, yeah, so like, like I, I mean, I, I have now. When I was younger, I had like such a short temper. I was still like a nice humble guy but like i did have that short temper i mean mm. a lot of kids do don't not have like quick tempers yeah if you, if you watch kids yeah a lot of young kids have quick tempers yeah because yeah. they don't understand how to just it's communication take a, yeah take it? a minute yeah. and yeah. say okay okay this is happening how do i deal with it yeah, yeah yeah no this is it this is it and so yeah i used to um i did get put in isolation a lot when i was in primary school because of like my, my temper, um, so like I'd miss. Um, so you thought, so you did have a temper then, that was there, like. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What was it, just like kids, other kids winding you it up? It was all the kids winding me up and then like me chasing them and like obviously because I'm a big kid, like beating the kids up in primary school, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously it just didn't go down well. Yeah, I mean, one, one kid, like, uh, oh gosh, <laughs> like, I, I remember, like, he won me so much when I got a hold of him, like, he had dreads, and, like, I was just wrecking him around, and, like, I pulled out one of his dreads, oh, yeah. and, yeah, and, yeah, um, <laughs> it didn't go that, like, even until, like, we were, like, young adults, he still remembered remember that. that, yeah, and it's mm -hmm. like, I remember we seeing him one time, and he's like, yo, yeah, but not in primary school now, you know. Is blah, it? Blah. Still like, yeah, these times are like early 20s, you know what I mean? And he's still thinking about that time where I pulled that. Have you seen dress. him recently? <clears throat> yeah, I saw him. I saw him about like two years ago, but like himself, he, he's not doing well. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. he's not doing well, bless that's him. That's a shame. But yeah. 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 Uh, that sometimes happens. Yeah. So what about education-wise in primary school? What, how was that for you? Did you do you feel that you achieved in primary school? You mm. know, they say that many of, especially black boys, but boys in general, regardless of well, the just, race. I find people that work with kids have had interesting educational yeah. backgrounds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if I put it that way, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I mean... Um, I was always, I'd say I was always very, very clever and articulate. I, it just didn't transfer into like my educational life, um, and, like in the educational setting. I didn't do very well um, when I was when I was around nine. I went to go and live with my grandma in Jamaica. Did you? Yeah. What? I never knew that, you know, for how long? Yeah, so I went in 1997 and came back in early 2000s. So did you come back talking? Yeah, I was a full on yardie. <laughs> I never knew that. Yeah. Oh wow. That's so yes. what was that? What was that? So did you go to school in Jamaica as well? Yeah, went to school what? in Jamaica. Yeah. So obviously I went into went primary school in Jamaica. Did that you get beaten at school? Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. What What was that like then? So ah, uh, it was. Tell a... me, tell me from the very first moment you step off the plane and what? Yeah. So see that. Uh, so 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 I had been to Jamaica previous to that, like just Visiting on holiday feeling. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Spending time with like my great grandma and my great granddad and stuff. Um, and then like yeah, like it was just a massive holiday. So like I had spent time, so I'd seen the country and experienced it before. You know what I mean? But then like going out there to go and live is a whole totally different experience you know what i mean um so um going to school for the first time and i'm seeing kids getting beaten and i'm thinking beaten by who beaten by the teacher <laughs> and i'm thinking yo this this is mad you know what i mean i'm thinking that like, coming from the uk yeah coming from the uk where like teachers aren't allowed to beat you aren't allowed to tw- put a hand on you you know what i mean to teachers smacking you up or like with all sorts yeah it was it was like a proper culture shock for me you know what i mean i mean like for the first i think for the first few months like the teachers they like they gave me a bly and like when all the kids got beaten like they didn't beat me because like obviously you're, Eng- wanna... you're english yeah i'm an english Eng- boy yeah <laughs> yeah like, oh, i don't want to touch english but then like that that phase like soon passed and yeah i i got the beats as well so it but no it was it was different man because like teachers the teachers out there would like go and tell you to like find your own stick to get beaten no with. way yeah. <laughs> choose Yo. the weapon that i'm gonna beat you with please Yo. yeah literally they go out and tell you go and find a stick so you can get beaten with um, so what kind of stick did you find <clears throat> Smallest thing possible. <laughs> Weak, dry, yeah. whatever. Get a powder when you hit. Oh, <laughs> so tell me something though, because I mean, I barely. I think I got the slipper when I was at school, yeah. and I would have been like one of the last. We would have been the last ruler, age range I got hit with a ruler. Uh, to to have that. That kind of got ruled out when we probably just yeah, went to I primary think they, school. They around ruled it out, but 
there were a few old school teachers that, that still, still used to lick it. kids. I think so. I'm but sure no I can one, remember getting the slipper once. It's not like now. I'm not about like now. No, you can't. But yeah. many of our older elders and many of our, you know, whether it be my elder brothers and sisters or whether it be my parents, you know, will say that 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 um, regular beans. corporal punishment yeah. wasn't a bad thing, you know. So now you going to school in both JA and in the UK. Yeah. What What do you think about that with regards to corporal punishment? Now you're a dad as well. You just recently become a dad. What, yeah, what, what are your so, thoughts on that? It's, it's all mad. I mean, I don't, yeah, I, 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 definitely, <laughs> I, I definitely don't think like they, they should beat kids in school. Like, I think that's mad. That needs to, that kind of punishment needs to be left to parents. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Um, if, if parents choose to um, beat the kids. But um, no, man. Like, I think, yeah, definitely, definitely not. I feel like the education in the education system in the UK, it, I think it needs to be a lot more stricter on the on the children i mm. think like they're, they're, they're too soft like you can't even shout out kids nowadays you know what i mean mm. and i think that there, there needs to be some form of like middle ground to to get more discipline within schools because at the moment like the, the kids are just literally running riot like that's another topic we can get yeah into. well we'll get into that a bit later yeah. with regards to kind of what you do and how you do it and how, and your relationship with schools and education in the yeah. current work that you're doing yeah but I, I met you through youth work um a while ago a long time ago um and i remember we did a play together i can't remember we went on some kind of residential and did a play together do you remember it there was I, me you martin hickey yeah we I did can... some anti-bullying thing Early acting, yeah, yeah. I briefly remember, <laughs> briefly it. remember. Yeah, you was a young person there. Yeah, you were. The, you was an older young person though. What year, what year was that? So that would have been probably about two thousand and eight, two thousand and seven. Yeah. Maybe. So them times there, I was actually a youth worker in training. Oh, was yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. Like, I would have been like volunteering them times. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. So getting. Getting gaining like the experience under my belt, so yeah. yeah, I think I can remember that. Yeah, so, yeah. So what? What? How? How? First of all, what does youth work mean to you? You know, was it something that you used as a young man? And second of all, how did you get into it? Yeah, man. So it's kind of a interesting story. How like I kind of got into to youth work. So, so yeah. So my my grandma, um, Olga. She used to work at Boys Club, the High and Green Youth Club, um, back in the days. Um, and yeah, she used to do youth work and she used to do the cooking there as well. Um, and see, when I was living with my grandma um, before she retired to Jamaica, um, she, obviously she was she was working there and she used to take me all the time. And then I used to see like all the positive things that she was doing, like in the community. You know, what I mean, and like the the positive effect that it was having on the kids and like the respect that she gained from the the young people. You know, um, thought like <clears throat> in, in in my head I was thinking. No way, that's something that I could be doing when, when I get older, you know what I mean? Um, and yeah, man, it was, I mean, it wasn't always in my head that that's what I'm going to do, you know what I mean? But like, it was like a 
a thought of like if there's a career path that I could go down, like it it can definitely be that that route, you know. So so yeah, um, and then as the years as the years pass and those uh incident happened um when I was a teenager, like it made me think that like I want to try and stop certain things happening to other young people um and so then yeah i'm gonna talk to you about that incident in a minute but um so as a young man Mm -hmm. did did you did you did you go to the youth clubs of like as in your early teens late teens was you was you a club because you you grew up in Bullwell as well didn't you yeah yeah so um when club one did you go club one yes yes (laughs) i went to club one's ward race the yeah. manager then wasn't he? Yeah. He was my manager for a little bit. All oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, man, Club One was wicked. Um, it's a shame that they, they knocked it down to build what they've got now. You well, know that's where I mean? that's where you are now though. Well, that's where I am Come now. Full circle. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy, <laughs> right? Yeah, but no, Club One was wicked because I just remember going there when my mom used to kick me out and I'd I ain't got nothing to do. Like I'll go to Club One and they would be there just like look after me and like go in there play football play basketball or whatever yeah. you know what i mean and just have fun and then like go home go. it's a safe do you know place. what's mad mr h so when we first started doing theater mm. where was our first performance do you remember it was there wasn't it? it was club yeah, one yeah yeah when yeah. we first did the who you're sleeping with yeah, that yeah. was the very first place we did the play got, no yes yeah i had something in my eye <laughs> Sorry, I just it just made me think. What that day, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got something in my eye and it was really hurting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh I wow, remember that. I forgot about that actually. That that was the very first place. So that's where we yeah, started wow, Club wow. One. You know, yeah. for them to give us a a shot to like come and come and perform in front of their their children, then you know we're grateful for that. And now that's where you are. That's where you were. Yeah, well, all the way around. Yeah, exactly. It's, if you can hear anything in the background, we got Buster, Mr. H's dog, playing. So um, we apologize for that now. But keep going anyway. So you're talking about Club One. Yeah, yeah. So as I said, like Club One was definitely a, a safe haven for myself and for so many other young people. The youth workers there were amazing. You know what I mean? They had a lot of time for us as, as young people and real positive role models in, in the community. You know what I mean? So, yeah, man, I was, I, I used to be a MC um, back in the day as well. And so I used to um, rap. And, like, what we used to do is just, like, go to every youth club in in the city you know what i mean and just like like they had the um deck set up and the mic and everyone just used to go spit the bars so like just get ourselves and our names out there you know what i mean so it was just like that kind of environment that like we were in like just going around like each area each postcode like and just having fun and meeting other no other drama. kids and, and no drama, you know yeah, what I mean? Okay. Just having just having fun, you know. Be. Yeah. <clears throat> what What would you have been doing if you were a club one weren't there? What What, what would like, What do you think? For, like for me, because like I, I I when I was younger, I saw myself as like being very easily led and easily influenced. You know what I mean? Like if. Um, there wasn't any club one or any um high and green youth club or anything like that i would uh just ended up following like what my other 
friends were doing like kind of heading down the wrong path you know mm-hmm. what i mean and like um, stealing cars and like getting chased of police and like the burglaries and all that kind of thing you know what i mean and um for me i never kind of wanted to go down that like but like the friends some of the friends that i did hang around were doing that kind of thing you know and so like i could have easily went down that route with them if it wasn't for like the other things that were available to me so so potentially club one probably saved your life well yeah it took you away from that path yeah of mm. potentially committing crimes going mm. to prison and then it being a whole could have been a whole different you wouldn't, effect, you wouldn't yeah. be sitting here right now talking to us you, well, you may be but it may be in a different capacity yeah, a different maybe. story yeah, yeah, well, yeah well this is it this is it i was also when i was when i was younger i was also into um athletics as well yeah. so i competed at um doing like the 100 and the 200 meters and so i used to go to um not cc um and, and train like twice a week you know what i mean so like i remember getting a flyer in school about joining the club and i was like year seven and, I, and a lot of kids like looked at it and just put it in the bin like i thought like no this is actually something that i want to try and do you mm. know what i mean like i went the best at athletics as i said like i went to school in jamaica and like they take sports they serious <laughs> <laughs> They, I can imagine. Yeah, that. They, oh, yeah. yeah, they take it super serious. And I remember, like, each sports day, um, I'd, I remember the first sports day, I didn't get picked to be in in the race. And, like, I cried so much. The really? Te- yeah, the, the teacher just made me race. <laughs> and um, I ended up coming last. <laughs> um, but, like, when I saw when I saw that flyer in, in year seven going around about, um going to that the athletics club i thought like this might be a chance for me to like actually like prove like i am good at running you Mm. know what i mean and so So did you compete then yeah yeah so i um competed um all across like the the east midlands and west midlands um i got a qualifying time which enabled me to then go to the british championships yeah. for the under 15s um, Very nice. so yeah yeah i mean that was a great experience for me um i mean i came dead last in the heats um but like if yeah it's just the achievement yeah 100 and like when i saw like the qualifying time to get to the next round if i got my personal best like i would have went to the next round yeah. and i was so gutted about like i was yeah. two tenths of it and I was yeah I was so gutted but no but just that experience alone of like being able to go to the British Championships you know and um, meeting people like Colin Jackson you know what I mean and Dwayne Chambers and all these like um, amazing Olympic athletes you know what I mean Um, that was a that was a real good experience in itself you know what I mean we got a few minutes before we're going to take a break yeah. There was something that I wanted to talk to you, which probably changed your life. And if we if we have to go on to the next bit, we'll carry on talking about it if it cuts out. Okay. So yeah. uh, I know that. I mean, I met you in Satans when I worked in Satans, and I I know that Satans means a lot to you as well, the area Satans. Yeah. But something happened to you in Satans that dramatically changed your life, didn't it? 
Yeah, yeah. So when I was when I was seventeen, um, I went to a house party, and um, I went with I went with two of my friends, and when we were in when we were in this party, um, one of the guys came up to one of my friends and um, said that he was he was pushing him, and that me and my other friend were like do you mean like you, you've been pushing you you we've been here like all this time and we haven't moved and like i i can see what he's doing like he hasn't pushed anybody <laughs> um and so then he got very irate and the, all the other kids like from because they were from that area like they all started to get irate as well um, and so we're like, talking about uh, where is it like Hilltop? Yeah, so it was the Brewsters estate. Brewsters, yeah, Brewsters. yeah. So like all them kids from the Brewsters estate, like they were getting all mad and angry at us, and and that it got so irate that like, they ended up getting kicked out of the party by so, the the you, girls' dads. So it was a house party, and parents were there, and everything. Yeah, and it, it was, was the 18th. It wasn't just party. a free bunch of teenagers mm. going wild yeah. in an empty house. No, so with no happen. no parental control. No, pit, no, okay, pit, okay. Were, yeah. Before you carry on with the story, yeah, I'm, I'm, we're going to take a break in about fifty seconds. So we're going to continue that story in a minute. Can you just tell people where? Helping kids achieve. Yeah, tell people where helping kids achieve is, and uh, where, where, what time, what, how people, how children, young people, or parents can get involved know. and find out where it is. Yeah, so we're based all over Nottingham, really, but um, like the main places that you can find us are at our multi sports session on a Monday afternoon. Uh, at the South Glade Leisure Centre, and that session's 4.30 till 6 o'clock. Or you can find us at our basketball session on Tuesdays at the Bullwell Riverside, and that's 6 till 9 o'clock. Um, or you can come along to our Thursday session at the Mellish Sports Centre off Highbury Road, um, and that is... 5.30 till 7 o'clock, you can come along to our other Thursday session, which is in St. Anne's at the Russell Youth Club um, CRS, and we do basketball there um, for young people ages 21 and under. And yeah, that starts at five and finishes at seven o'clock. Um, we do multi-sports sessions on Brewster's Road, um, three till seven o'clock as well. Um, we will be starting um, some BMX sessions on the- BMX? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be starting them sessions on the BMX track um, on, on Wednesdays very, very soon. We've so will kids need to bring their own bikes? No, no. So bikes will already be there for them. That's brilliant. Yeah, and it will be totally free. Um, there will be food there and everything. So yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be great. What are you saying, Mr. H? You're going to BMX? Can adults come as well? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, ride-wise, the company I work for, I had, we did do some like, like sessions down is it the the bullwell the bullwell yeah. bmx track yeah. yeah 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 so what we will be doing um to let parents know at the ends of like when when it comes to an end well we are trying to 
make it a thing that it's just going to be something that's continuous but um when you know how funding goes and like you have to do like a trial period so like at the end of the 12 weeks um we're going to be doing like a, a showcase um where parents can come and try it out as well so like if you want to yeah. yeah so if you want to give it a go yeah come come down and like bring bring your kids you know and yeah give, give it a go man i'll definitely be trying that and i'll bring my little one as well so yeah, yeah that'd be <laughs> brilliant all right so you were talking about you were at this party yeah, uh, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. You was at this party, uh, Brewsters, and yeah. there was someone claiming that one of your friends pushed. I was trying to start some some unnecessary beef. It sounds like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So basically, that's that's what it was, and like we none of that never happens. Um, the parents saw that all these kids were about 10, 15 of them um, getting very irate. Um, they ended up getting kicked out of the party. Um, we carried on like enjoying ourselves, dancing, you know what I mean? And um, then probably like an hour later, like all these kids, like they then come back um, trying to get through the window in the house. Um, because I don't know if they were trying to get to worse or just getting get back into the party i do not know but yeah it was very weird and it was a very kind of yeah scary scary moment to be fair so what happened they were getting through the wind that did they come through the window no i didn't manage to get through the window but um yeah um it just all got a little bit too much and the party did end up getting locked off um when that when that happened obviously everyone was kind of walking down um down the street like obviously going home and so so were we and i was walking in front um and i noticed something right i just heard a lot of like scuffling and stuff so like i turned around and like i saw my two friends like running the other way and like they were all getting chased and then I'm thinking, what the hell is going on? So, like, I started obviously running the other direction, and then I looked behind me, and then you all just started running after me. And now, like, bearing in mind at the time, um, I didn't really know St. Anne's because I had only been in St. Anne's a handful of times um, around them times. Um, and so yeah i was i was running and it was dark and i didn't know where the hell i was going so i decided to stop and i turned around and i started running towards them and i stopped and i was like come on then come on then. i remember like taking off my I'm like come on then let's go <laughs> um and i started running towards them and then bearing in mind all these guys had baseball bats and glass bottles with them and yeah it was a scary moment like i didn't know what was going to happen to me um i just started running towards them trying to get back towards like the house um and hopefully try to get back inside um but yeah when see when i started doing that they all kind of pounced on me there was about 10 15 of them i think um all started pouncing on me um hitting me with the baseball bats glass bottles punching me all sorts um and i remember seeing a friend 
and I yelled out his name and kind of, I think I collapsed in his, in his arms. Um, and literally that was like the last thing I could remember. Um, last, the only thing I remember was just, uh, um, being in the, in the, um, in the ambulance and like the, the paramedics talking to me, but yeah, that's all I could kind of remember from that, that incident on the scene. That was, yeah, that was just a very crazy moment. You know? So what had happened to you? What had they done to you? What, what was, what was the result with regards to the damage that they'd done to you? Yeah. So they had, um, given me like a, a scar at the back of my head, a permanent scar at the back of my head, um, where it had to be glued back. Um, I had to have a, like a catheter fitted um, for a few weeks. I also had seizures for a few weeks as well. I spent like two weeks in, in hospital. I was in a real bad state. Um, so my, my brain had been swollen um and yeah it was it was a really scary moment because like, i thought like they had given me like permanent damage which thankfully like they they didn't obviously like i like the memories from it but yeah um thankfully i'm still here to kind of tell the tale you know and like turn it into a positive did you ever see any of those youths That's again what i was going to ask of you in 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 the time yeah. From that incident yeah. to now, have yeah. you ever seen any of the? Yeah, so even probably like a, a year after, or a few months after that incident, I saw them, um, and it was a thing of like, are these guys gonna attack me again, or are they just, or they just feel like, oh, like we beat him up already, we don't need to beat him up again. Like it was always that kind of thing in the in the back of my mind. Um, and obviously, when that incident happens, um, a year later, I started working, volunteering at the the Sycamore Centre in mm. in Saint Anne's. Well, that's when I would have met you when you were volunteering there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I used to see all of them guys like, really come down yeah and again it was always in the back of my head like are they gonna start on me again or what I like I, I just never knew you know what I mean and like no yeah, obviously they didn't but it was always a thing of like I guess could at least like said something you know what I mean like probably like apologize for the report like see they weren't seeing that mindset to kind of do or say anything like that to me at that time you know what i mean like i remember just like bringing it up in in front of one of them um that was around the time like bringing it up in the conversation like oh yeah like a, a couple of years ago i got beat up by like the guys on bruce's estate you know what i mean like and it was why I was like, oh yeah, I remember. I remember when that happened. That was that was sad. That was like bearing in mind, like I, I know it was you. He you was know what there, I mean, yeah. like yeah. I don't know if he thinks he remembers that he was was there. Like I remember that he was there or what. You know what I mean? It was a bit like okay, mate. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. Like, probably embarrassed, denial to just try and yeah. make out that oh, I heard about it, but I wasn't there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. crazy. Yeah, all yeah. Right. So, all right. So that 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 
dramatically changed your life that incident that must have been really difficult for your parents and your family as well yeah yeah 100 so the night that i went out um i told my mom that i was going to a party in sentence my mom like told me don't go don't go she had that feeling she had that feeling she's like don't go like I, and i remember at the time there was um my mom had like a little gathering at the time and she was saying like okay everyone everyone's here we're having fun why do you need to go to a party I'm like mm-hmm. yeah but like, i just wanted to go to go with my friends you know what i mean to this party um and she was like all right then and then like i remember she gave me her gold chain with a cross on it and like put it on me you know what i mean and i, was, I, mean, I think like, now i'm like wow you know what I mean? Like, I'm not the biggest religious person, but, like, just thinking, like, no way. Like, my mum like, actually did that, you know what I mean? And obviously what happened, happens, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, it was just crazy. But, wow. um, yeah, and then, obviously, obviously, when the paramedics were called and everything like that, and I'm in the hospital, um, see they found out where, where I lived, and so the police uh, came knocking on my mum's door at like one, two o'clock in the morning. And when my mum was telling me like when they were knocking on the door and like she looked out from the top window to see that it was the police down there and her son isn't in the house. Mm. She's automatically thinking Something. the worst. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like she knows that I've gone to a party in in St Anne's. Yeah, you know what I mean. So she's thinking like, what's happened? Like she didn't want to go downstairs. Like, yeah. um, but I think her partner at the time was like, "What says me?" She was just telling her, "Just go downstairs, listen to what they got to say." Mm. You know what I mean. So then, like, she reluctantly like went downstairs and opened the door to to the police and like said like Look, he, he's all right he's all right he's, he's in the hospital and like obviously he's been beaten up mm. um so i think like i, I can just like only imagine like the thought process that was like going through my mom's head when like she saw two policemen at the door yeah. and like it's late at night and the son is not in the house and you know not going to yes it's mad because now that i'm a parent myself like i don't know you know, life without your kids is yeah, yeah, yeah. The worst. That's the way your, your kids bury you. You don't bury your kids. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. And we see so much of that, or we used to. It's, I think it's improved a little bit, but we see it's so much. It's still of... there. I think it's not publicized as much as it used to be. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to forward it a little bit because I, I, I remember when we had the school and you came and helped us out in the school. Yeah. You came and did some teaching with us and helped us out. You, you know, that was that was a godsend actually that you came and helped us out at that time. But you, in your head, you had thoughts of setting up your own organization at that point. Yeah. You know, we're talking four, three, four, five years ago. Yeah. Um, so h- how did that happen? What, why did that happen? You know? Um, so it's a mixture of like the life experiences that I've been through um, and wanting to make a positive change in my community and now like and wider now 
helping kids achieve came about like well the name of it first of all just came about in the most random of ways um um this is this will be news to to everyone out there um like like when i was when i thought about it i was i was actually on a treadmill (laughs) you was on on a treadmill i was on a treadmill and i thought what kind of name my mission what i'm trying to achieve and i just called it helping kids achieve yeah. straight to the point you know what i mean that's what i'm trying to do so i'm gonna call it helping kids achieve um so yeah there's an exclusive right there exclusive you, yeah. here on not what you think <laughs> on the treadmill yeah yeah <laughs> literally so so yeah like see it came about like just wanting to make a change to the world and so my first thing was right i'm gonna go out to somewhere in the world and help children out there and um the the first place that kind of came to mind for me was to go to ghana um i don't know why i felt so attracted to go out to ghana i mean i could have just went to jamaica because like i've got a connection out there already and like you know but like i thought let me go to somewhere different especially like going out to to africa sub-saharan africa which i'd never been before you know um and kind of experience something new out there and like kind of get to learn my like my own roots and things like that and um yeah, so I chose Ghana, and what I did was provide water filters to young people out there and the communities. Um, so how did you do that? How did you, one, end up in Ghana, and then two, go there and provide water filters? You know, where, where did that come about? Yeah, yeah. So, like, you see, you hear a lot about these um, stories about Africa and um uh, the issues that they have out there and for me i wanted to go out there directly and see what it was about you know what i mean experience the whole thing because i was kind of sick to be honest of go like looking at it from a tv perspective you know like save the children and all that kind of thing um where you you just see like just hungry kids all the time you know what I mean but like they don't show it in like a positive mm. light you know what I mean it's just that it's just that one perspective that you see and so I thought instead of me just like raising money and sending the money out there I wanted to see where exactly my money was going to okay you know and just like getting to know the children out there my, for myself you know because I could have easily just uh, said just sent the money and the water filters out there but I wanted to give it directly to the people um so that was like kind of the the reason um that I went out there there myself um so how I started to raise money for it was um I did the Robin Hood half marathon mm. um in Nottingham and I yeah I, I managed to raise over 500 pounds for the water filters mm. um and yeah i sold wristbands as well um to to raise money for like things like clothes um like to pay for school fees um and all all, all sorts of things and so that that 
that was amazing that like the the community came together to to help me on on that mission you know what i mean um see going out there amazing experience again like for myself i got to experience a different side of africa you know like i didn't know there were big massive shopping malls and skyscrapers it's a beautiful in Accra. place isn't it yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of publicized yeah it's mud huts and mud huts and little stuff yeah, <laughs> yeah. This, this is it man so like that's why i wanted to see the two sides of that country you know what i mean and not just what they show because i never for one minute thought that like it was so amazing like i, I kind of knew that like it's not exactly what they show on tv that there is more to it but i didn't know how amazing it actually is you know what i mean it's like a it, i'd say it's like a hot london or something you know what i yeah. mean the way that it's built up in like in accra and certain parts of accra it's absolutely amazing it's beautiful um and so are like the 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 country sides of it you know where like the raw the more rural the, the more yeah yeah the more rural areas of of ghana it, it's beautiful as well and people out there were beautiful yes there is a lot of poverty out there but like the thing is like they're happy mm. they're very happy people you know what i mean they are content with what they have mm. you know um i mean they're not you, you see the kids like they don't go to they don't go to school um, a lot of them um like they are they're working you know what i mean but mm. then like they're, like they're working on the farms or like they're working on the um in the sea like getting fish and mm. stuff like that but like they are like you can tell in the face that they are very very happy and constant children yes that they would like want a education you know what i mean but like they i mean like they're just, they're just contented you know um and with the, the there are other children out there as well that do go go to school but it's a very basic education mm. um it's not the education what they get out here and for for them like they again they're they're content with what they are what what they have you know what i mean like you don't see them complaining all the time you know what i mean like kids out here you see sometimes are very spoiled you know what i mean and it just shows shows me like the different spectrum of life like yeah, yeah it was just amazing experience but then see i came back um and i thought right <laughs> trying to save the world um is such a big step let's put yeah. it back a bit yeah. and let's tr try and save <laughs> like my little area yeah. that I live in you know what I mean which is Bullwell yeah. <laughs> so and I when I came back from Ghana um see uh I was with you guys for a bit you yeah. know what I mean um and then like I had a summer school that I had set up a as well yes i remember i think i went to the first one yeah you, you, you crabtree yeah. yeah i remember i brought demetrius there and uh you had your little badminton and little sports things and yeah some really good volunteers there and you yeah. know and yeah uh, that's it yeah man and that i was... remember you being nervous as well yeah i was very nervous because i was there thinking like is anyone gonna 
kung fu the door, you know what I mean? Like I've I put it out there and promoted it. And, and not only did people come to the door, you were packed. You yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Did you surprised yourself? Yeah, definitely surprised myself. You know what I mean? Because when I set these things up, I don't know what's what's gonna happen. You know what I mean? But yeah, like all the all the kids from all over all over the city came kids from see the local estate came as well you know what i mean it was amazing like we did so much stuff like we did cooking eat sessions yeah. as well you know what i mean like and then at the end of the six weeks holidays we had like a massive fun day where we got loads of performers to come down you know um yeah it was just it was just wicked you know and then like i wanted to kind of capitalize on that and then um i did a autumn club as well um and got kids to like do like their own designs and things like that um like clothing and all that kind of thing like we did a homework club um it was re- it was really good man and then like i felt like right there needs to be some kind of elevation from what we're doing now and so like what we really wanted to do from at the get-go was like set up like uh, our own basketball club yes i remember i remember walking with you in Bullwell town center and i remember i don't know if you remember this we were walking Mm -hmm. along where riverside was yeah you hadn't set it up yet and i remember speaking to you and i was like yeah man you should set up there's no basketball i remember we were outside those outdoor basketball courts remember yes. and i said to you I no one's using these i remember no one's using these they've got these beautiful basketball courts and i've never seen anyone playing that you remember yeah i remember yeah. yeah yeah and um i was like so determined to get in there because as you say, like no one at the time was using them facilities you know what i mean and like i was trying for for months um speaking to like local councillors speaking to like all the higher ups trying to trying to get in there to to use them facilities and like they'll use they're having so much red tape you know i mean like hoops and hurdles that we had to go through but like eventually like in the i think it was yeah the winter of 2019 so january 2019 we finally managed to to get in there and again like we we kind of publicized the hell out of it like we went on um bbc radio not in um um when like put it out there to all the councillors just like blasted it out on yeah. facebook Promoted. everywhere <laughs> flyers yeah. they had no everywhere. choice man because because Nothing weren't going on in a, in in Bullwell at that time. There was nothing mm. going on really, not 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 consistently. Mm. But I'm gonna fast forward a little bit, Kieran, because yeah. um 2019 was a was a, a crazy year for you. Yeah. I remember we got a phone call from Siobhan. Siobhan was the women's basketball team captain, and uh, she got a Commonwealth medal with the women's captain, women's basketball team. And so she's like a well-known sports figure in Nottingham. Um, and we got a phone call. You didn't know about this. but um, So you were nominated as a, a local unsung hero and on Central News. And there was quite a few, I can't remember who the others were, but there were quite a few people who were nominated for this. And they did some fantastic work as well. Um, I think you were nominated. I remember it being on the news and seeing it on TV. I didn't think you thought that you had a chance chance in hell of winning winning this 
Um, but Siobhan, Rangos, and some other parents that, some other basketball parents as well, I said, listen, Kieran's won the uh, local unsung basketball. Um, and we know you know him, so um, we want to give him the award. So do you mind? And it was a cold day. It was actually near Brewster's it was hilltop. It was on Brewster's. It was on Brewster's, wasn't it? <laughs> Which is ironic. And it was like, um, yeah, we know he's got a basketball session on Brewster's. Would you just be there when, when BBC News are going to be there? Would you be there when you give him the award? So we turned up. I bet you were thinking, on well, the way there, yeah, man. What's, what's, what's going on? What's going on? Why are you there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it was, it was, that was crazy. So obviously, I remember um, when I got told that I had been nominated for it, um, someone put me through. I was thinking, I'm never going to win that award. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, out of the whole East Midlands, why am I, Kieran Thompson, going to win? You don't that award? just set up the first year of helping kids achieve Amazing. as well. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. I was thinking, why, why me? That's never going to happen. I will, thank you, though. That's amazing. But, yeah, that's not going to be me. And then um, I get a phone call like a few weeks later to say that I've been put into the top three yeah. for the East Midlands. And I'm like, wow. You know, I remember I was on the tram at the time and, like, I got the phone call and, like, I was so emotional. I had to literally come off the tram. <laughs> it was like, wow. Okay. And then... Obviously, we had to do like a video for it and everything like that. And then I was thinking, when the videos went out, I was comparing like videos, like oh, they do, they do amazing. Like I'm not gonna win. You know, what I mean, that's that's mental. Like, why am I gonna win when they're doing such great stuff? Um, and then, yeah, and then obviously we we arrived in, and you thought that the BBC News were there to film something totally different, didn't you? You thought that yeah. it was just a, a BBC News covering like what you do in the community. Yeah. yeah. And I remember the news presenter, he was telling us what's going to happen. It's like, okay, this is what's going to happen. Blah, 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 blah. He doesn't know that we're here to give him the award. Yeah. Um, and so you were there. It was a cold night. There weren't very many children there. It was like mm. a winter's night and it was quite yeah. cold. And it was outdoor. I don't think it was raining, but it was freezing. It was raining. Was it raining? Yeah. Oh, it was raining. <laughs> um, and um, um, the BBC uh, presenter was like, Kieran Thompson, goes, yeah, well, you you are, you are think you're here to record this, but actually, um, we want to tell you that you've won the East Midlands BBC Unsung Hero. Wow. I remember looking at his face. <laughs> He started to cry. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> and you know what made me cry? I know that we've got not got long left. We've got a minute left, but okay. we're going to carry on because yeah. I want there's some more I okay, want to talk cool. to you about. Yeah, but um, no, what made me cry is like, see, when I saw you guys, I'm like thinking to myself, what are you lot doing here? But then, like, when um, when Demetrius and Malachi started talking about like like my treats and like what I'm doing, that's what made me cry. That's what made you cry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like coming from them, lot, like it was like, wow. <laughs> okay, okay. We're just yeah. going to pause a second because uh, we're just going to have another quick break. Uh, maybe uh, a, a two minute break for us. It won't even be a break for yourself. That's what you think. We'll be back in a minute. So yeah, you, you were, you got the, you got surprised. You started to cry, you know, you couldn't believe it. You had to give a little speech. Um, 
crazy times. Yes, yes, <laughs> that was mental. So, like, what made me cry is um, seeing, well, yeah, seeing Demetrius and Malachi uh, both talk about, like, the work that I do, you know what I mean, and, like, my personality and, like, how I keep going and going and don't stop until I achieve my goals and stuff. That that coming from them, lot, like, like, made me well up. I was yeah. like, bless them, like, them kids, like, seeing, like, effort that i put into to help and support the community yeah you know what i mean that's yeah and from from scratch as well from nothing you got to remember like because i mean you know i started a i started up a, a community organization a few and it's hard man yeah. it's hard especially when you've got nothing and you're trying to scrimp and scrape for every little thing and you're spending money yourself that you haven't even got mm, yourself yeah. to, you're investing to, into it you're investing into it and unless you've got a backing a financial backing it's flipping difficult, man. It's yeah. really difficult. Yeah, this is it. Like, and, and I said, I started from scratch, you know. Um, at the time when I started helping kids achieve, I was still kind of working, you know. Um, I, I did feel disillusioned with my job. And what was, was you doing? Um, I was wor- I was working in the children's home, yeah. um, working with, like, the most vulnerable kids in the city yeah. it's hard to reach kids in the city and like yeah it was very hard um time i was doing night shifts um and i just didn't feel like i was supporting or benefiting the kids in the way that i thought that i could i didn't feel like the management like was supporting me enough to kind of elevate myself um i didn't i told the i told the manager like sitting here like I'm I'm wasting my talents. I didn't know if she thought I was I was being big headed or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like told like I'm I'm literally sitting there wasting my talents with these young people because I know I'm capable of helping them in such a bigger way, you know what I mean? Um and I don't really think like she really took that on board. Mm. Um and so when I noticed that I thought, you know what, forget this job. Um, I love working with the young people, but I can't work with them in this environment. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go off and just, like create my own thing. Mm. Um, I remember sometimes I used to um, print helping kids achieve my helping kids achieve logos off their off their printer. Print, printer. And, like, yeah, <laughs> they weren't they weren't happy. It was obviously it was city council. Like they weren't happy because obviously they they get notified everything that like gets printed off or used on their computers. Like they weren't happy. I was brought into the office a few times about it, but like, I kept doing it. <laughs> 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 yeah. oh, but, um, but no, obviously the um, the money that I was that I was getting from that job um I was putting into like starting up in my own thing you know what I mean mm. buying equipment and you using the money for whole hire and things like that and so like it was like making me skin at the end of each month just because I'm putting back into the, into the business into the business you know what I mean um and but you also did things like um 
like I remember going to your mom's house and you mm. you you did like a, a little event in your mom's back garden yeah. where you sold food and there was music and so forth and you yeah. know just the fundraise and yeah, yeah this is it so yeah so we were doing so we we're doing things like that to to raise money you know what I mean and just gain awareness of like what helping kids achieve or doing in the community you know and like that really garnered a lot of attention from from people. And so, so yeah, it was little things like that um, that we were doing to to raise money, um, and then obviously <clears throat> it got to it got to a point where like the councillors saw what we were doing. They couldn't ignore yeah, it. Yeah, no they more. Yeah, they couldn't ignore it anymore. I remember going to a meeting and I told them what our plans were. Obviously, to um, set up the basketball because you were doing. I would say you were probably. I mean, I I've worked for the local authority. And the sad thing about the local authority, no matter how much good work they do, at the end of the day, it's about numbers. Yeah. And you were getting more numbers yeah. Still of young people going to your provision than they were getting theirs. Yeah. You know, they were, they, you were getting far more numbers of young people going to your stuff than the council stuff. Yeah. 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 No, and this is it. And so obviously they couldn't they couldn't ignore it, right? And so like I remember being in one of the meetings and obviously I told the more like what we're doing and what we plan to do. And so then like they decided like well, we're gonna give you some money to try out this basketball session for three months. Obviously mm. if it don't work, it don't work, you probably won't get any more funding. But uh, if it works then that like, we're gonna support you, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously and yeah, we, we say it up the first session we had 20 kids where we thought like we weren't even gonna get that you know and then like just grew and grew and grew like 20 turned into 30 30 turned into 40 40 turned into 60 and 70 yeah you know what i mean and it was like mental thinking like wow like this vision what we actually had like it's actually come to fruition and that we're supporting so many young people in the community and now like we're able to do so much more with them and so then like obviously the 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 city council and like the councillors and like the area um based grant people like they they noticed like the work that we're doing and like that funding that we had been given um was coming to an end and uh, we was thinking like where are we gonna get the other money from to kind of keep the basketball sessions going you know what i mean because like we didn't want to charge parents arm and leg to come to our basketball sessions um but then like we were supported by the yeah the area-based grant to um keep our sessions going so like now we get um rollover funding to keep them going so yeah they're not going going anywhere anytime soon that's good that's good all right and so we know that you won the uh the local um unsung hero bbc unsung hero yeah but winners of the local unsung hero go to the sports personality of the year so in the past people like i don't know mo farah um i don't know if frank bruno's won, but you know big celebrities david beckham david beckham won at one point um so you're invited to the bbc unsung hero as part of the bbc sports personality of the year yeah and you win <laughs> <laughs> you win it mental 
so I'm thinking like, no way, this is like stuff that you, you see on like X Factor and stuff, like, <laughs> like other people's stuff. Yeah, yeah, other people's stuff, man. Like these kind of things don't happen to me. Like Karen, like you grew up in Rutherford, you know what I mean? Like you got excluded from from school, all these kind of things. Like that, these things don't happen to me. I've never won anything in my life, you know what I mean? So like me winning the the east midlands award and then going to like the sports personality of the year awards like glitz and all this glitz and glamour um who presented you with your award so it was gabby logan um gary lineker and gary lineker yeah lester <laughs> And um, Elliot Kipchoge, who is the world record holder for the marathon, um, he pre- he presented me with the awards, and yeah, that must have been like the most surreal experience in my life. Um, when I'm standing there on the stage, I'm thinking they're not going to call out my name like that. <laughs> I remember I was... watching it. I remember seeing on the TV yeah. watching and it. They call out this your time name. I didn't know. This time I didn't know you yeah. if you were going to win or not. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking I'm standing on there like this is. So I was standing next to one of the other uh, nominees. And I was like, "You're going to get it. Your story is amazing. You're going to get it." And then that called out my name. I'm thinking I'm standing hey. there like what? <laughs> I'm there Brilliant. walking because they told you like if you win. Um, if your name gets called out, you have to take like three steps towards the stage. I'm there, like standing there for like ages, like with my mouth over my, <laughs> with my hands over my mouth, and I'm thinking, like, what the what the this hell? Really? This is this is this <laughs> is this is madness. So like, I'm there with my hands over my mouth, and I'm walking towards um, like the stage um, at the at the front of the stage. And like I'm looking out and I'm seeing all these famous people, you know what I mean? I'm seeing um royalty standing in front of me, you know, I'm I'm seeing all these amazing sports stars and I'm that I've watched on TV for years, and I'm thinking, how am I standing in front of you guys on stage on national <laughs> TV in front of 10 million people like watching at home like this is mental and, and everyone's applauding me what <laughs> I, I was at home watching yeah and yeah. me Rachel. Oh my God, we were shut. Yo, this one. <laughs> so I can't imagine what it would have been like in his parents' house. Yeah, because uh, we were like, no, yeah. I jumped. But you know what was so hard? Was so sad. Like at the time, like my mom, my sister, and um, yeah, they were all on on holiday in Jamaica. Oh, were they? Yeah, yeah. So like they had see, booked it ages before yeah. like they knew that I got nominated and everything. So then like oh, it was so good. But then like as soon as like I came off stage and everything, I um I felt what what do you call it? FaceTime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. FaceTime them. I was like we all in the gym, like, look, I won. Oh, and then my mom was going around the hotel thing, like, Karen won. Yeah, that was yeah, yeah. So that was that was amazing. But then when we did come back, we had like a little semi party, you know, oh, what I mean? nice. to, to celebrate. Yeah, yeah. But no, it was mental. So like 
seeing like your reaction when you saw that I won, like everyone was like showing me um video clips of them like the shouting at the yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, the reaction, like, it was just amazing. It was as I said, it, it felt like I'd won the X Factor. It was really surreal. Like yeah. it was like these moments, I watched these moments on TV and now it's happening to me. It was it was mental, you know. Um, and then <clears throat> I remember just before like the awards happened, um, so you get to do the red carpet and everything like that. And um, I was just there trying to mingle with as much celebrities as possible, <laughs> like go, going, going up to them, you know what I mean? Taking pictures and everything like that. And I remember seeing Colin Jackson. So now if you remember when earlier in the podcast, I said mm. that I had met Colin Jackson when I was like youth, yeah, 12, dude, 13, yeah. you know what I mean? And I got his autograph, mm. you know what I mean? And then like, um, I was there talking to him and I said like, I met you when, like, you're not going to remember this, but I met you when I was, like, 12, 13, and I used to do athletics, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And it's like, oh, really? No, that, 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 that's crazy. And now look where you are, blah, 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 you know what I mean? And then um, I see him again after when, I'm, when I've got the awards, yeah. you know what I mean? And you'll see, like, oh, look, like, it's, 360, you know yeah, what I mean? Comes like, around. Yeah, that keeps happening to you though, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's a recurring pattern in your life. <laughs> so Club One, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. Brewsters, yeah, and then Colin Jackson, yeah. Everything oh. keeps coming around. There's yeah, things in a circle for you, man. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, that is that is very deep. When you, when you think yeah, like that. No, for real. Yeah, no. So yeah, so that was that was crazy, man. Like uh, saying a beautiful experience, and like it kind of because i'm i'm a person like i'm i'm a very humble guy um i don't go out much you know what i mean i don't i don't party a lot you know what i mean that's like i'm a person that like i go to work mm -hmm. and i go home so i'm not a person to necessarily be in the limelight as, as such mm -hmm. uh, is kind of not my thing i did know though from a young age that I wanted to be something special. I I knew that I always had more to me. Um, I won't just be uh, another figure or another mm -hmm. person in the background. Yeah. Like I did kind of, you know, I wanted to be something, you know. And so, yeah, to actually, now I think about it now that like I've kind of done what I, said like when i was younger like it's it's amazing to to think that like i've kind of achieved that in a, in a sense but yeah i just want to um it, it, it's just showing young people that no matter where you start in life you know what i mean like you can always make something of yourself okay and said like i've been kicked out i've i've been like kicked out of school you know i didn't I only got one GCSE, which was in like art and design. You know, I didn't come from the best of family circumstances. See, my mom was a teenager when she had me, you know, so it's all, all these kind of things that I want to show young people that like, you can make something of yourself. Yeah, you these know? things don't like, hold you back. They don't stop you. No, they no. It hinder you. Well, no. they may hinder you there, but yeah. you can overcome yeah you, you can definitely overcome them you know what i mean it, it might be a little bit harder but like there's literally no barrier that you can't overcome, overcome. yeah okay <clears throat> very positive you you recently i remember i remember a few years ago more than a few years ago 
I remember you saying to me, I don't know how we got into this conversation. Yo, I'm looking for the love of my life, man. I don't know where she is. <laughs> Do you remember that? I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know where she is. I don't know. But yeah, I've got everything. I've won the award, and I've, or, or, or I'm doing the work that I love doing. But I'm looking for the love of my life. Well, you found her, and you've recently become a parent of two. Now I didn't even know. I knew you had one child. <laughs> I know where the second one popped out from Definitely. because I, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm, I was just trying to catch up with everyone else around me, you know what I mean? But no, it's it's crazy how like the universe just works, you know what I mean? Where like I've, all these things are just like falling into place for me where there was a time in my life where I literally, like, I, I felt so depressed, you know what I mean? In my... I'd say, like, in my early 20s, mm. uh, mid, early mid-20s, I was starting to feel, like, really depressed, like, looking around me and seeing, like, all, like, my friends or, like, achieving in life. And, like, at the time, I wasn't working in the in the youth sector anymore and I was um, doing all these, like, dead-end jobs. And I was just thinking, like, what, what what's happening what am i what am i doing you know um and i'm as i said i'm seeing all my friends like i would go to uni or like like buy the houses or you know i mean all this all this kind of thing and i'm thinking like there must be some something more for me out there you know what i mean but no like when it started to get to like my late 20s where things really started to i i either changing mentality mm. and I thought like I can't keep feeling sorry for myself you know what I mean I have to go out there and get it because like if I do sit down and just keep feeling sorry for myself nothing's never gonna happen you know mm. what I mean um yes we do go through these bad patches but these bad patches don't last forever so yeah you just have to keep going you know what I mean and so that's what that's what I did and things just started to kind of fall into place for me you know what i mean like see now yeah i've got two beautiful kids yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you got a son around yeah yeah and is it a, your second a daughter or yeah so i've got um i've got a 50 month old son and I've got a two-month-old daughter. Okay, and your yeah. and your partner had kids before that as well. So your yeah, so, so that father figure towards yeah, them yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, so she's got she had one son previously. Um, so so yeah, um, I'm like a stepdad yeah. to, to him. Uh, wow, yeah. wow. So what has that changed your life? Yeah, I mean, it's. <laughs> It's made it a lot busier <laughs> and less sleep, <laughs> but um, no, it's just beautiful, man. It's like just having them around and like I feel contented. You know what I mean? I just feel like I've got everything that I, I need in life. Like I couldn't have the most stressful day. You know what I mean? Like something goes wrong, um, and I come home to them and like I instantly forget about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nice. Yeah. That's so really nice. yeah, it's it's and we're like they're 
they are my calm, you know. Yeah, mm -hmm. oh, like, that's nice, man. I like that. They are yeah, my calm. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's yeah. I like that. Yeah. So, so yeah, man, it, it's nice. And I said, like, it's made it a lot busier, like, balancing um, trying to be a, a father, but then, like, running, like, a social enterprise mm -hmm. at the same time um, with like limited resources um for for my organization like it is uh it is a balancing act you know what i mean but like it it gets done you know what i mean i've been mm. doing it now for like the past 15 months and it's like things are still going great with helping kids achieve and like i'm still spending like a lot of quality time with my kids so like mm. it's it's starting to work out that's nice that's yeah. nice so what's next for helping kids achieve now what's what's so you talked about bmx and you talked about the stuff that you're already doing all the basketball that you're doing and your basketball teams are doing well i will uh i think it was when raw talent were on i was talking about going to watch my son play basketball apologies for my phone i think is it you or me it's you. i mean it's you no nah, man that's you. you man it's <laughs> you it's twice no nah, man i'm not i'm not oh, it's me. sorry yeah. <laughs> um, um yeah so uh I, I, we went to watch a basketball my son played basketball and his match was okay but then i can your your team were playing at the same time oh my god that match was electric man they, yeah they played cobras that the thing that came from behind to win in the end yeah yeah they did and um so that game like we'll in there i was thinking like right we want to make a, a stamp and and show like the other teams in the league that we are a team to be reckoned with you know what i mean so we was really up for it yeah it it started off very slow for us because like we was behind the whole game and then like we we brought it back in like the the fourth quarter and like it was started to go back and forth back and forth you know and like it was a really good really good game where like it could literally gone anyway you know what i mean but then like we scored the winning bucket in like the dying seconds i saw like... nico jump up like crazy <laughs> yeah oh it was, it was amazing man like that win and like the cobras team that they had um playing that that week like they were a really good team you mm. know what i mean um and yeah, we were thinking like from there, like right, we are one of the best like local league teams in in the city now. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, and everyone knows that now. Okay, <laughs> you know what I okay. mean? So, so yeah, that gave the the and like the confidence that that gave like the children like that that was amazing to see because like before like a lot of those kids were playing in like our under twelves team previously and like we were just getting beat up every week um and like they kept feeling demoralized but mm. then like they stepped up into the under 14s and now these lot are winning like every week like the that confidence and that uplift that is given to their spirits like yeah we're gonna go out and win yeah you know what i mean that's that, that that's just amazing beautiful to see you know what i mean where there's a lot of these kids like basketball is such a powerful sport because I don't think I, I, I'm I don't come from a basketball background, but um, 
like what it does for young people in the community is amazing that's why like i kind of choose it to, to be a, the sport for helping kids achieve um because yeah there's not a, like it's not a lot of recognition out there for it in terms of like the government the funding. there's no funding no. that's why I, that's why basketball doesn't do well on an international level for, for Great Britain. For the UK. No, yeah, I was it's talking not to, like America. Or you know, the, the other thing places. about basketball, Mr. H, and you got to come to some of the matches as well, please do, because the community is amazing. Yeah. The community, like, kind of everybody just gets to know each other. It's mm. not like football where, I know, we do get rowdy, don't get me wrong. We do mm. get rowdy, mm. but it's not like People in rowdy support. in an aggressive way. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's the, so supportive. On, on the actual basketball court as well, you know, it's yes, people, emotions get up and down. But you know, if you accidentally foul someone, you you just give them a, a touch to say, you know, yeah. you know, it's just a yeah. friendly and sport. yeah, it's and you know, sport, and no, like no. for instance, today when our kids were were playing, um, when you see another kid on the opposing team do something amazing on the court. Like you we applaud them, them. Yeah, yeah. You applaud them, and the other parents are applauding yeah, them as well. Right. You know that's what I mean? Right. You don't really see that in like sports, like football. You know what I mean? You know what? Lots of places, lots of education, lots of work could learn a lot about the behavior of basketball and the mentality of basketball. Definitely, like, basketball's become my family's life. Yeah. You know, it really has. It's, yeah, it's such an important part to play in my family basketball yeah and the friends that we've made as well through, yeah one, through basketball no 100 and so yeah as i said like with with helping kids achieve man like with the young people coming in being a part of like the hk family and and playing basketball like dropping football well kids have been dropped from their football team and then now fully focused on basketball you know mm. what i mean like they weren't like the greatest of players but now you're seeing like their development and the work yeah. that they're actually putting in and now some of these kids where you weren't too sure about them playing are actually now like you're 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 playing every week and like you're starting and starting five you know what i mean because of like the work that they they put in and the commitment and the dedication you know like it's just nice to see and like the confidence that they're gaining from it you know what i mean it's like kids as i said being dropped from like their other sports because that like, they may not be that good at it but then like they're and then like they're demoralized but they're, mm. they're coming to us and like we're giving them that opportunity you might not be the best but, but it, like, doesn't matter. Them, like, it, it doesn't matter, matter. And it's, it's bringing the best out in them yeah, that's what i'm exactly. hearing yeah like, it's bringing the best out of this them it's, it. it's giving them a chance to get inspired by playing sport and it's helping them Confidence-wise, it's boosting them immensely. Not That's only that, Mister H, but I've seen kids that have come to basketball, mm. not very good, mm. become superb, superb, and well, you practice that stuff, well. and it's you yeah. know you get better. Not only just the practice, but the 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 coaching and the men we're not talking not just talking about the skill, but the I don't know changes their mentality, their mindset, mentality, yeah. just just the support that you yeah. get. It's, it's just, it's great. And that's the same with everything. If you've got the right people coaching you, education, you, you know, you start far. off, you yeah. don't start off that well, but yeah. if somebody shows you how to do it and shows you the mentality that you should have throughout your life, it changes. Ooh, people giving you the opportunity to learn something 
for you mm. in your way and not putting their way mm -hmm. on you. Exactly. Do you understand? That's it. Yeah. 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 We got we got under three minutes left. Yeah, so <laughs> I can yeah, man. So I can tell you like all the other stuff that we've we've got going and things that we obviously plan to do. So at the moment we're doing our mentoring. So we're mentoring young people across the city. Um we get re self-referrals we'll get referrals from um nottinghamshire police we'll get referrals from social services and family support team you know like we'll get referrals from schools as well and to mentor young people um and like leave them in a better place than them where we found them mm -hmm. um so we're doing that we also do outreach work in the community mm -hmm. um in Bullwell, um every Wednesday and Friday, um, referring young people into like local services that they can access um, instead of being out in the streets mm -hmm. and um, yeah, getting them involved in something positive and like away from antisocial behaviour and supported local businesses. Um, and so, yeah, so we're doing that kind of thing. And so what we just want to do now is like we've got like those three branches of we're doing sports based activities um, for young people. And then like we've got the mentoring and then we've got the outreach work. And so we're not trying to kind of do more than that we're just trying to we have those three branches and we're trying to expand it now and um bring it out to a wider audience so one day you might hear that helping kids achieve is all across the east midlands man. yeah <laughs> work, man. very commendable Yo, work definitely all right then kieran thank you so much for being on the show yes um, brilliant if people want to get, get you on the website what do they what do they click in yeah so if you were the talk to us you can um go onto our social media pages so that's help, helping kids achieve or you can go onto our website which is www.helpingkidsachieve.co.uk okay mr h mr b mr t that's what you think that's what you think nice one all right Thank <laughs> you.